You're listening to The Professional Podcast, the best self-improvement podcast on the planet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of The Professional Podcast. I am your host, Gary Roth, founder of the Blue Collar Consulting Group, which is bringing you this amazing show. A little bit something different tonight for the podcast. I'm actually recording it live on Facebook, which is a nice touch. So to everybody that's listening after the fact, hello, and everybody that's watching and listening now, hello. And I decided that I was going to do something a little bit different. So one of the things that podcasters can run into is a little bit of, I don't want to say writer's block, but sometimes we can run out of sources of information. And as you know, a podcast with no topics or no subjects is no podcast at all. And so in an effort to be the literal absolute best, I am going to do everything I can to keep you filled with the most relevant and awesome advice from this big noggin of mine. And probably, as we're going to discuss tonight, based on how to do it wrong. So what I'm going to do is ask you to come right on back after this quick ad break and we'll get right into it. So again, dating and relationship advice on how not to do it wrong from your buddy, Gary Roth, host of the Professional Podcast. You're listening to The Professional Podcast with Gary Roth. You're listening to The Professional Podcast, the best self-improvement podcast on the planet. And we are back. For those of us watching live, you may uh, realize that sometimes we have to do little administrative breaks so that we can throw in an ad sponsor and things like that. So the good news is we are back. So we are on Quora.com, Q-U-O-R-A.com, talking about dating and relationships. And if you've never been on Quora.com, I would encourage you to do so because it is actually really awesome. And let me tell you, there is no shortage of information on uh, on this, this website. So Q-U-O-R-A.com is where you're going to find it, and there are literally questions everywhere. On a marketing perspective, let me give you a little tip. From the marketing perspective, if you are able and willing to offer your advice on Quora, you will find questions that you can answer, and it is a brilliant way, an absolutely brilliant way to share your brand. So think about that when you're moving forward, but tonight we are talking about relationships, we're talking about dating, and we're using my poor experiences to base that information. So here we go. Look, the first question in the dating and relationships section that I see tonight is from, I have no idea. It is, the the question is, how do I make a woman do what I say? Here's my advice to that person who posted that question. I'm assuming it's a man. I don't know for sure. The, The short answer is you don't. And if you are interested in making a woman do what you say, you should probably go have yourself checked out for, I don't know what, narcissism, control freak, whatever. There's no situation where you want a woman to do what you say, you oppressive prick. Listen, instead, I don't know if you meant this like lightheartedly. You know how they say if you make a woman laugh, you can get her to do whatever you want. That's that's fine. But there should be no reason that you would ever want to make a woman or anybody else do what you say. Look, I've been in the Army and Army Reserve for over 21 years. I've never really been to combat. But there's been stressful 
excuse me, there's been stressful situations where you have to be direct in your style of leadership, like direct, like we got to do this right now. That's how you get people to do what you say, military authority in very specific situations. Never in a relationship. If you want to have a good, healthy relationship where you, first of all, pick somebody that you want to be with and that wants to be with you. Communicate, right? If you're looking for somebody to back you up, if you need somebody to help you with something, you simply ask. But this guy, whoever it is, make a woman do what I say, kiss my butt, buddy, because you do not need anybody to do what you say. All right, next question. What does it mean when a friend says, you're 100% safe with me? First of all, it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, not Y-O-U-R. But what does it mean when your friend says, you're 100% safe with me? I feel like when people have to like overpromise the the situation i feel like something is wrong there like oh you can trust me you, everybody trust me everybody does drugs around me you're 100 percent safe with me i just feel like that's an overcompensation and you're really setting yourself up for failure if you have a friend that you trust chances are they're not reassuring you of the trust that you've built with them okay let's just be honest you are not gonna find a friend that needs to reassure you of your trust level. This is somebody that they probably don't know. This is probably somebody that they're just starting to talk to or something like that, and they're trying to get the juicy scoop. They're trying to get what secret you have. They're trying to get that special information out of you. My advice, steer clear. If somebody says you're 100% safe with me, again, they're overcompensating, walk away, don't share your secret with them, and instead, strictly only share with people you literally literally trust all right all right here we go here's the next question and this might hit a little close to home but we'll see so what does it mean when a guy says not really when you ask him need more time to figure things out boy let me let's take another look here um what does it mean when a guy says not really when you ask him need more time to figure things out? Well, I mean, it could be that he just doesn't need more time to figure things out. And it might very well be the fact that he's done with the relationship or, you know, she's done. Not really. He's trying to be nice to you. All right. Like, don't be so desperate that you can't see his his courtesy here. He's trying to be nice to you. So, when he says not really, he's not wanting to hurt you. He's not wanting to cause extra scenes or extra drama. He's like, nah, not really. I don't need more time to figure things out. Look, cut your losses. Walk away. Don't be the desperate idiot like I used to be and think, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to be nothing without this relationship, <clears throat> blah, 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 whatever. No, you're going to be fine. Walk away. He's already said what he wants. And then don't don't make the mistakes that I've done as far as like, you know, um, you know, going back to your exes, going back to those troubling relationships. Just just stay away. Right. Do what you can to just walk away, live a healthy life, do the right thing. And your life is just going to be so much better. All right. So please, when they say not really, do they need more time to figure out? Boom, you've got your answer. Go complain to your friends. Go work out. Go get drunk. Whatever you got to do 
just to get over it and stay away. Next question. Why haven't I gotten any matches on Tinder? I know I'm not ugly. Okay, first of all, kudos to you for having awesome self-confidence. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Although you you're you got a little crack in your armor when you say, why haven't I gotten any matches? I know I'm not ugly. Well, you might not think you're ugly, but you might be hor- horrendous to other people. A couple of things here. You got to understand your geography. You got to understand your settings. You got to understand your filters. So on Tinder, it's location-based, right? And so if you are keeping a tight circle, you might have your age restrictions uh, very, very tight. You might have you know your freaking preferences of like kids or no kids whatever so first things first if you know you're not ugly go ahead and just release all your filters right open up that mileage to 50 miles 100 miles whatever open up your age range age range a little bit and then see what happens remember something unless you pay for it tinder is free and so if you're having like a big issue with it or whatever delete the app Go into Facebook and delete the little thing that allows you to log in with it. You'll have to look for it. And then freaking uh, start over. I mean, it's really quite simple just to start over on Tinder. It's not that hard. So you can always start over. Uh, But if you're still not getting any matches, you you can report that to Tinder. And then the other thing, too, you don't be the person that has, like, a quote for a main picture. Have an attractive, happy picture of you as your main profile picture it's really simple right so just like look happy if you know the cameras these days are absolutely incredible cameras are absolutely incredible because they can take amazing pictures with little or no photographic skills so go outside wipe off your camera lens and take a nice picture of yourself with a nice smile Maybe that will improve your matches. If not, restart it. It's free. Stop complaining about it. Do your thing. All right, look. Here's an, all right, next question. What is a good free dating site that actually works that I won't be scammed the majority of the time on? This is the easiest answer ever. There aren't any, all right? Every dating site is going to have scams. And if you're such a cheap ass that you can't buy like a match subscription or what, eHarmony or whatever the hell's out there, then then accept the fact that it's free, that anybody can join, and you just have to keep your filter up. This is the same crap that could happen in a bar, at a carnival, at a library, wherever else you meet single people, at the gym. There's always going to be scammers out there, right? And if you don't want to run that risk, if you're too much of a moron to not see it coming, well, then... Frick, man, you're just going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. Go to church, go to the gym, go to the library, go to the coffee shop, okay? Because really, if it's free, you're going to have scammers on there. Uh, I have had reasonable success in talking with nice people on Bumble, but even that is getting compromised these days. First things first, if you meet somebody and they start telling you how beautiful you are and how lovely you are, and then they start asking for money, or if they look like they're too good to be true in their pictures, ask them to video chat. I get my profiles pictures taken monthly, all right? Big shout out to Amanda at the Georgia Mountains YMCA because she knows me as Wayne because there was a guy that took all my pictures and created a profile under Wayne. And I found it. And the the funny thing is, is that this happens, look, all the time. But these poor, desperate, and it's usually women, older women, these poor, desperate women refuse to video chat with a the guy. They want to believe the fantasy, 
and they end up getting conned. So look, if you have anybody asking you for money, video chat all day long. If they can't video chat, they're lying. They're a scam. Boom. All right. But anyway, if it's free, you have to run that risk. All right. If you don't want to run that risk, fork up the money or don't get on dating sites. All right. It's really quite simple. Great question. Right up next. Okay. Next question. How do I get through a tough breakup? All right. Look, I am no stranger to tough breakups. And I'm quite sure all of you, if you're over one year old, no, I'm just kidding. If you're, especially if you're late in your 20s and your 30s or more, you've probably gone through a tough relationship or a tough breakup, right? I've gone through a couple myself. I've, I'm divorced since 2008. It's been very, it was very difficult. I was in an on again, off again, like really weird relationship. And it was, it nearly broke me in half. It, you know, nearly broke me in half trying to freaking get through that. So one of the things that I found that helped me the most during a tough breakup was to have something else going on in your life. If you are so codependent on a relationship that a tough breakup ends your life, then I feel really bad for you because that that's crazy, right? Like putting all your hopes and dreams on that one person is not only dangerous, it's foolish, it's, it's unwise, and it's not productive. So one of the best things you can do through a tough breakup is focus on something else. Physical fitness for me was awesome. I'm not a big guy. I'm not even that muscular or ripped or anything like that. But going to the gym, being around the friends that I made at the gym, the physical exhaustion of exercising, burning those calories, trying to get stronger, my goodness, that was awesome. That was an awesome remedy for getting through a rough breakup, staying busy at work, engaging in new things, not at a crazy fanatical level, but doing something new, creating new neural pathways, you know, meditation, yoga. These are great things. These are great things to get your mind off of it. For us guys, jujitsu, something physically exhausting every day that when you go home from it, you're tired. You go to bed, it's a new day. Prayer, I should have started there. Prayer is the biggest thing. Pray for that person. Pray for yourself because you don't want to walk away from this worse than when you started right? You've got to get healthy. You've got to get better. You've got to do the things that are going to help you get through this quickly and not make your mental, physical, and spiritual health any worse. Pray for yourself. Pray for the other person. Get busy. Do physically exhausting things so that you can go to sleep, so that you can wake up with a new day. That, that my friend, is the best way to get through a tough breakup. Next question. This must be the same guy. How do I make a woman trust me? Something about this question just rubs me really wrong. How do you make someone trust you? How do you make a woman trust you? You don't, buddy, because if you think that you can do that, you are what I would call an idiot. So idiots don't do that. You cannot make anybody trust you. You can earn trust, all right? You can create trust. You can build trust, but you, my friend, cannot make anyone trust you. The only thing you can do to build trust is a, there, there's a few things you can do to um, help build that trust. Number one, transparency. All right. Don't hide your phone. Don't be shifty. Uh, another big one is consistency. Um, 
you know, the same habit. Wake up at the same time. Go to bed at the same time. Respond to your messages within the same amount of time frame, right? Uh, consistency. Uh, reliability. Your word is your bond. Only you can, can break your word. And so, obviously, no one is perfect, but you don't want to start off on the wrong foot by making last-minute adjustments to plans. You don't want to break plans. You don't want to change plans all the time. You don't want to invite people to date night. So you've got to do the right thing, be consistent, be transparent, and be reliable. Again, one last time, consistent, reliable, and transparent. These are the ways to build trust. And especially if you've been in a situation where trust was broken or violated, oh yeah, buddy, you're going to definitely have to be these three things. And then also accepting. You have to accept the fact that it may not work out. It may not get better. You may not build that trust. You or that other person could be so broken that you'll never get trust. And that's okay. You are not there to fix someone. That's why therapists don't date their clients. They're not supposed to date their clients. You, you can't fix the person in your relationship. You can support. You can help. You can be there. But you cannot fix that other person. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's go. Next question. All right, let's see what we got here. How many girls on Tinder ask for money or Venmo or the Cash App on their profile? Way too many. Way too many. They're usually fake. They're usually stolen photos. And they're usually foreign. So if it says Sweden or Nigeria on that PayPal Cash App, you can guarantee you that Michelle, 33 is not 14 miles away, my friend. All right. Ugh. All right. Probably a dude. Uh, doing this, what is the meaning of you want to play when someone texts it to you in a dating app? I'm going to give you about three seconds while I take a drink of my water here to let you think about that one. It means sex. It means somebody wants to come over, some rando stranger, and have sex with you. That's what that means, and if you don't know what that means, I'll be happy to come over and hit you in the head with a tack hammer because you are an idiot. Stay away from somebody like that. Look, even if that is your thing, all right, that's that's so unhealthy and dangerous. I recently heard of a story, if there are kids listening, cover your ears. This woman supposedly signed a waiver for super rough sex, all right? Long story short, she wakes up in the hospital, and guess what? She can't press charges, or at least that's what she thinks. Bruised, in a coma, battered from head to toe, damage to her vagina as well, and she agreed to it, all right? Don't get caught up with some of these people, all right? There are some crazy freaks out there. Look, they've been out there well before the internet was around, okay? So let's not go crazy blaming the internet, but what I'm saying is use extreme caution when doing like initial meetings and stuff like that. All right, <laughs> next question. Oh my, we're going to get philosophical. How can I find a love that lasts? You cannot. The only thing you can do to ensure that love lasts is to, number one, have a good self-image of yourself. I know I said self twice. Take it easy. You can only work on you. You need to have a healthy and humble sense of self-confidence. You need to be in good physical shape. You need to have good habits. You need to have all of these things that make you what you would call a good person 
before you ever even think about being in a relationship. If that involves going to the gym, go. If that involves going to therapy, go. My point is simply this. You need to be healthy before you go join in somebody else, all right? So with that, the only way that you can find love that lasts is find somebody that you are happy with and be healthy with yourself. If you want to date somebody that has severe mental issues, then I would encourage you not to do that because you are going to get yourself in trouble. You could potentially drag them further down and uh, it's, it's just not going to be good. That's how drama starts. Um, that's how bad relationships happen. That's how, uh, you know, freaking just bad stuff happens. I mean, all you got to do is look at that show called You, Y-O-U on, Facebook, on uh, Netflix and you'll see what I'm talking about. So anyway, how can you find love that lasts? Be healthy. Find another healthy person that you enjoy spending time with and then just just take your chances, my friends. You can't force anything. You can't force it. All right, here we go. A girl I work with, red flag, said she still likes me but doesn't text me or Snapchat me first anymore. What should I do? Stay away. Let me say that again. Stay away. Look, she's trying to be nice. She doesn't like you right? She's courteous. People that are interested, send the first message, okay? Stop being desperate. Let it go. It's at work. You don't want that drama, okay? Don't text her anymore. Don't send her any more messages. Focus on your freaking work, all right? Go to the gym for crying out loud. Make some new friends. Get a dating app, something. Get yourself off this person, right? Because it sounds to me like you're just asking for trouble just just stay away girls are not going to be foolish most of the time look that you know this is simple she's not texting you first stay away focus on your work work is not where you meet women to date all right fellas come on let's go all right oh my gosh i saw this question earlier and i am so happy that it's coming back around next question Why does rejection on social media affect people so much? Here's the way that question should be worded. Why does rejection on social media affect me so much? That's the better question. And that's a question we all wrestle with. I don't care how tough you are. We all wrestle with that question. Nobody wants to be rejected. Nobody wants to be argued against, right? Social media hurts because that is a real person behind that comment. That is a real person behind that that thumbs down or that crappy comment, right? Sexy man 48 might be a freaking joke, but those are real words that we hear knowing that they are made by a real person that saw whatever you put out there. Now, If you want to have any longevity on social media, you're going to have to have thick skin or walk away because there's no accountability on social media. None. Now, that's why you don't get too excited when you have compliments or a bunch of likes because it's all very shallow. It's all very shallow. And that's okay. That's okay because knowing that means that you can walk away without any trouble, right? If you put up a video and people say you're fat or ugly, who cares? It's words from some asshole troll that's probably fat and ugly too, spots it in you, and then their own insecurities crop up and it manifests in a ridiculous comment. And you're dumb enough to let that bother you? 
at the same hand, if if four thousand people like your video, don't go walking down the street thinking you're the you're the just the shit, okay? Because you're not. It's it's all shallow. It goes both ways. So keep that in mind. All right, it goes both ways. Listen, my friends, I it's I don't want to take a hard line on that one, but just look, it's all very very shallow. All right, try your best to accept that. All right, accept that it's shallow, so that um. You know, it doesn't bother you as much, right? I don't want you being hurt by social media comments. I don't want you hurt when somebody gets when somebody blocks you, right? Come on. What dating app is most successful? How can they make a claim like this? Well, they can float phony statistics like eHarmony does, uh, or they can do like Match. Match got in trouble because they were building fake profiles to make it look like they had all these hot women to lure men on there to buy profiles. They got in trouble for that several years ago. It's like with anything else. How can you say you have the best roles in town? How can you say you have the tallest, well, tall is a, hold on, let me back up. <laughs> How can you say you have the best anything? It's a boast. It's, it's called a boast. And a dating app is going to be as successful or as crappy as you make it, right? So that's that's kind of on you, friends. You just gotta, you just got to try it. All right, let's take the next question. Let's see here. Okay, is Tinder a place to make friends too, or is it just for banging? Let's go back to that. Why does social media rejection hurt so much? Reply. All right, because here's the thing. Check this out. Uh. You can make friends on Tinder, all right? Like, I, I've kind of done it. Like, went on a couple dates from somebody I met on Tinder. didn't work out, but we kind of stayed buddies. N- nothing like friends with benefits, not like that, but like literal friends. So, yeah, it can happen. Remember, there's real people on the other side of that dating app. There are a few out there. Well, excuse me. There are people out there that want to just have these random hookups or sex only, whatever. The human condition does not allow that. I, I don't care who you are. If you're having sex, there's going to be feelings involved. I don't care who you are. It's it's a fact. It's the way we are wired. Unless you're a psychopath, I guess that would be different. But you're going to have feelings. You can't get around it. And I think that, uh, what was that movie with Ashton Kutcher? And was it Reese Witherspoon, No Strings Attached? They tried it, didn't work. Watch the movie. It's, it's the way most, 99% of people are. So, you know, not everybody on Tinder wants to bang. Okay, so take it easy. Find out their intentions up front. Be honest about your intentions up front. If that's something that you're wanting to do, well, it's risky and you're not going to be happy. So maybe think of a different approach. Just my thought. All right. All right. Let's take a look. (laughs) All right. I saw this question earlier. This made me laugh. Why do many Tinder girls ask me to come over at night so soon? All right. First of all, dude, they don't. All right. You <laughs> have you seen? Oh my gosh, I've been so happy right now. Have you seen those posts from women that get or the we we've seen the posts from women on Facebook that they're complaining that dudes are sending them like nasty messages on their Facebook Messenger, right? Like, oh my gosh, another dick pic. Oh my gosh, I'm not coming over to your house. Blah, blah, blah. Guy, stop texting me, right? Like you've, you've seen that a thousand times. What's funny is I love it when dudes try to do it, right? It's so funny when, <laughs> it's so funny when dudes try to do it because it's they're so full of shit. And it's just like, oh man, I hate all these women showing me their boobs in my inbox. Dude, you are a liar. You are such a liar because they are not doing that. 
And so whoever, why do many girls ask me to come over at night so soon? You, again, sir, you are a liar. And everybody watching this is just waiting for you to get busted. It's got like a bunch of follows on Cora because they know that this guy's a liar and they want to see the ridiculous responses. If a girl asks you to come over at night so soon, congratulations. They think you're hot and they probably want to have sex with you. Go back to my previous statement. If that's what you're into, so be it. I don't recommend it. It's not healthy to your physical body or your spiritual body or your emotional well-being. But hey, uh, I physically can't stop you. So, okay. Next question. And I'm probably going to wrap this up pretty soon. Hopefully you guys have all, guys and gals, have all been entertained by my ridiculous rant here. All right, check this out. Hey, oh, by the way, I know this is the podcast part, but if you're watching this on live and you want me to keep going, let me know. All right, check this out. So, okay, next question. Does searching up girls on Instagram count as cheating? Why or why not? Dude, like how is this a question? The person that's typing this is asking himself, presumably asking himself this question. And if you have to ask the question, then don't do it. Does it count as cheating? If there's any hint of cheating in your mind, and we learn in the Bible, a hint of sexual immorality, like if you're... If you're even curious about this, then dude, don't do it. Don't do it, man. Because if you are thinking lustfully about these girls you're looking up on Instagram, then that is draining your quote-unquote sexual tank for the day, right? And you are going to need that to have a healthy relationship. I recommend a book called Every Man's Battle, and it will talk about you know, how we men fill up our brains with lustful images all day and that's why we have crappy relationships because we don't have any energy for our relationships at home for you know for your wife or whatever else so look if you want to look up instagram and some girls happen to pop up on your feed that that's one thing but if you are seeking out sexy or beautiful women on instagram yeah man your head is in the wrong place don't do it right Look up, look up special stuff on Instagram, right? Like, like fishing stuff, army stuff, right? Cool sunsets, whatever, you know. But if you're looking on there, it's just like it's kind of like minor league pornography. If you, if you if you're really being honest with yourself, and that has its own set of has its own set of you know risks and damages and stuff like that. So, all right, let's take one. All right, look, check this out. Check this out. This will be my final question. And this is a great question to end on because it talks about endings. Why has my ex moved on so quickly? Okay, couple of things. Your ex might not have been as into you as you were into them. That's usually the one thing. They, you might have had the stronger feelings. They might have not had stronger feelings. You might have done something to them that helped them move on much faster. You might have just changed, right? People get tired of stuff. And and let's be honest. Your ex might have moved on to get over you. A lot of people do that. A lot of people use new people to get over old people. I don't recommend it, but that's just the way it goes. And the smaller the town, the more often it happens. Boy, you want to you want to see people not single for long? Go to a small town. Go to a farm town. Go to Missouri. And go to a town under 10,000 people, 10,000 or less, I guarantee you, nobody's single for long. Ask me how I know. Personal experience. I saw it. It was crazy. 
Nobody stayed single for long. You go to a bar, everybody got boyfriend and girlfriend in there. If they don't, they're going to have one by tomorrow. Anyway, there's a lot of reasons why your ex moved on, and you should too. Reference my earlier comments about staying busy, being physically fit, exhausting yourself, and just understand that people heal, people move on in very different ways. And whatever method you choose is okay as long as it's healthy, right? As long as it takes you to move on, that's okay. As, if you're having trouble, that's okay too. But you can do things to help yourself get over it a lot faster. And I would encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, rewind it, listen to it again because we talked about it. But I want you to be healthy. I don't want you to be unhealthy in a relationship. I don't want you to be in an unhealthy relationship. If you are single, you're not going to die. You'll be a little lonely sometimes. Join a gym. Go to church. Go to the coffee shop. You ain't going to be lonely no more. I promise you, friends, you don't need all the crap that goes in with these unhealthy relationships. I promise. Anyway, listen, my name is Gary Roth. This has been an awesome, fun solo cast of the professional podcast hosted by the Blue Collar Consulting Group. Again, my name is Gary Roth. I would encourage you to share this with anybody you think that could use a little bit of relationship advice, maybe somebody that likes a good joke or a funny story, or just somebody that has way too much time on their hands. I would encourage you to pray for your exes, pray for yourself, and then pray for your future spouse so that you are ready when you meet him or her. I love you guys so very much. Please tell somebody you love them today, and I will talk to you soon. Take care.